You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy, excited even, to welcome Connor Rogers back to our show on Twitter, at Connor J. Rogers, SNY, PFF, NBC. Connor, welcome back. Hey, boys. How we doing? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We want to talk about the draft with you coming up. I mean, it's never too early to do that. Um, we're past the Super Bowl anyway now. But let's start with the Jets. Derek Carr is reportedly there today. I feel like, Connor, when a team needs a quarterback, they're likely to do the opposite of what has just failed for them. And here are the Jets with young Zach Wilson They've got to go hard into the free agent market. Not that many names really seem that exciting. Carr, Rogers, maybe that's the list. What do you think they'll do? I Obviously, you're all over it that they're going to go the veteran route, and that's just how the Jets operate in general. When they fail one way, whether it's you know kind of an abrasive coach, then they go to a player's coach, and back and forth and back and forth it goes. And now they've kind of reached the point where, fortunately, the roster is in a solid place, but unfortunately, the quarterback situation is just so drastically far behind. It feels like everybody else that they don't have the time to swing again in the draft and wait while this roster begins to get older or more expensive, whatever way it goes. As you guys have seen, when the Bills were developing Josh Allen, his cap number wasn't anywhere near $40 million, and you can use the rest of that money to build a really, really nice roster. And the Jets have taken advantage of having cap space of not paying a quarterback to build a solid roster. But the problem is their quarterback did not develop. So now you go and look to establish a floor at the position, which leads you to the market of Derek Carr. We've heard a little bit about Jimmy G. If Ryan Tannehill hit the trade market, players like that that are outside the scope of the two-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Now, I will say I'm kind of fascinated by the timing of how everything works out because Rodgers doesn't appear to be in a hurry. He's, I think, currently in his darkness retreat. Carr is taking his tour. He's already met with the Saints. He's now meeting with the Jets this weekend. And I'm sure I would think he takes his time um, and, and feels out his other options as well. But time is not necessarily on the Jets' side. You, you worry about sitting there in the game of musical chairs at quarterback and not getting a guy. So does that force them into negotiating pretty actively with Derek Carr? Does it have them kind of press the Packers for an answer from Rodgers over the next 10 days? And then, of course, everything will culminate pretty shortly at the NFL Combine. So the time is the most fascinating aspect of this to me, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of wonder. We're, we're joking around. We're going to do this. This thing we do, uh, it's the third time we'll be doing it, this quarterback carousel draft where we try to try to we pick teams and try to match them with, with quarterbacks and award points based on how long they've been in the in the league. And we were just joking around before you joined us, Connor. Like, Car we gotta do this now. Car could sign with the Jets this afternoon. Like I, I wonder how how eager they are to avoid what you just described, which you know, because there's not that many guys and there are as many as 
you know, 10, 12 teams that could be looking at that marketplace. And, you know, it's not long before you get to, like, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, what fascinates me on the flip side of it, Bulldog, is that when you look at it with Carr, I just don't think he should rush because what if Rodgers comes out and says, I, Rogers controls where he goes because if the Packers try to send him anywhere he doesn't want to go, he'll retire. That's just the kind of guy he is. And, or he'll threaten to retire and the trade will be called off and then they'll go to the next suitor. So if you're Carr, wouldn't you technically wait? Because what if there's a situation where Rogers comes out and says, I have no interest in going to New York? Okay, well, it's no secret Aaron Rodgers is the Jets' top option. And then they move to Derek Carr. Well, then you have the Saints and the Jets negotiating against each other and whoever else is in this because, like you said, it's, the veteran quarterback market is always thin. We don't know if Ryan Tannehill will be traded. We don't know anything about the status, honestly, health-wise, of Jimmy Garoppolo, which makes him a complete wild card. I thought Jacoby was solid for the Browns, but you know what Jacoby Brissett is, talent and ceiling-wise. So it might even behoove Carr, not unlike the teams, to wait this out and put all the leverage on his side. Uh, not that dissimilar, you know, from what Kirk Cousins did a couple of years ago when he had the Vikings and the Jets negotiating against each other, and he made out with a monster deal in terms of guarantees. Connor, I think you'd agree. Maybe you've already even said it. Like, if they get this right, they could be good. Yeah, I mean, they feel internally, and I feel like it's a pretty fair assessment externally, that they were a quarterback away from at least breaking their playoff drought, right, which is one of the longest in sports right now. It's the longest in football by a decent stretch. Mm -hmm. They feel like last year that was the one thing that held them back from at least appearing in the playoffs. And I think there was even some optimism in the, in the building, especially after they did beat the Bills at home, that, hey, maybe we could surprise somebody in the playoffs. Not saying we're going to go toe-to-toe with the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs or anything like that, but maybe we do surprise somebody in the playoffs. But they, could get, they couldn't get anything out of the quarterback position down the stretch when they lost all those games, whether it was to Jacksonville, whether it was to Miami at the end of the season, whether it was to the Lions, it wasn't enough. And that really trickled down on the entire team because it frustrated the defense. It completely... Uh, eliminated the run game because teams absolutely sold out against their run game. Brees Hall or no Brees Hall, teams still sold out. So, yeah, they feel like they're a quarterback away uh, from at least getting finally back into the postseason. Connor, who, who's who's the best idea, in your opinion, of, of, of Rodgers and, and Carr? Carr is, you know, it, nobody's free, but he's a free agent, so you don't have to give up assets. You're talking about trading for Rodgers, and I – I don't know uh, how popular an opinion this is. I've been saying for, a, a, you know, every time it comes up, really, I might be more worried about the Jets if they ended up with Derek Carr than, than if they ended up with Aaron Rodgers. And, and I know like what their careers look like at this point, but I thought Rodgers was pretty bad last year. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, right? It's a delicate situation because you try to balance all the variables, whether it's uh, Rodgers was playing through what sounds like a significant thumb injury. But guess what? Older guys get hurt. That's what I always say to people. Whenever they throw that back at you, they go, oh, well, he was hurt. It's like, yeah, well, that's when the Jets signed Dwayne Brown last year. Everybody's like, oh, it's a, it's a great insurance option for Becton. And then he basically you know, dislocates or whatever the shoulder injury was before the season starts. And it's like, yeah, that's the spot you put yourself in when you rely on 37 and up players at, at massive positions. So there's a lot of risk with Rodgers, but I, I just can't sit here and say that he's not the best option because the goal at the end of the day is to win a Super Bowl. And in the AFC, everybody else is so far ahead of the Jets at quarterback. And it's not just Mahomes on the Chiefs or Burrow on the Bengals or Allen on the Bills. It's now Trevor Lawrence on Jacksonville. It's Justin Herbert on the Chargers. 
essentially with what Mike McDaniel is running for Miami, it feels like whoever Miami has under center next year, whether that's Tua, Jimmy G, who knows, that's another area where an offense is ahead of the Jets, and we know how pivotal offense is to advancing in this conference. So you got to swing big. We, we've seen Derek Carr. He's solid. He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. There are interesting situations with him or interesting variables with him that he doesn't particularly perform well in, in cold weather. And guess what? In, in here in East Rutherford, New Jersey, it gets cold plenty of times, especially when the season is on the line. I don't know how the fit would be when all that pressure is on you, and that's the playing quarterback for the Jets. All the pressure is on you, how he'd handle that. And I truly don't know. Some people I talk to are very skeptical of that fit. We'll see if the Jets feel that way by how they attack that car situation. But I think the most important thing is after Rodgers, after Carr, and if you assume Tannehill is healthy, there's a pretty massive drop-off after those three guys of who could be available because I don't think the Ravens would ever send Lamar Jackson to the Jets. With Connor Rodgers on the West Her Hotline, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. So the Jets, I mean, defensive rookie of the year in Gardner, offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson, and Brees Hall probably was going to be the offensive rookie of the year had he stayed on the field. Uh, the Jets are looking good in that department. All right, well, a rookie. Hang on, what 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 do they do with Zach Wilson? Connor, yes. Before we move on to oh, you know, gold. great question. I, I really think with Joe Douglas's reluctant approach of giving up on draft picks, I he has no value in a trade right now. Right, you paid him the signing bonus, so you've already paid that out. You're not really saving all this cap space if you found somebody to take him for a penny on millions of dollars. So I really think they're just going to give him this odd NFL redshirt year, which is uh, never seen. It's really odd. I don't, I don't think you can rely on him as a backup next year because if you're one injury away from Aaron Rodgers, who's gotten hurt before, Jimmy G, who's gotten hurt before, Ryan Tannehill, who's gotten hurt before, quarterbacks get hurt in this league. It happens. So I don't even know how you carry him as a number two, but that's a really odd way to keep an asset on the roster as this number three that never plays. But Joe Douglas, we've seen it with Beckton, we've seen it with Mims, we've seen it all the way down all his drafts. It's not really just giveaway guys. So I think he's here to stay for now. Wow, for better or worse. Elijah Moore, maybe. Yeah, weird situation. You, you could even mention Elijah Moore, right? Like he wanted a trade and there wasn't going to be one. But, I mean, I'm hoping that that gets worked out. Let's let's talk about this upcoming draft here, Connor. So, um, I don't know, like... The very top, there's now, now Justin Fields' rumors and whether Chicago should trade him and pick their next quarterback instead of uh, going forward with Fields into year three and drafting someone else. What's your take on that? That's a dicey situation, right? Because when you look at it, you saw strides from Fields last year. I know a lot of the big strides were as an explosive runner and when plays broke down, broken plays, scrambles, throws of that nature, but if you're the Bears and that regime did not draft him and you do trade him, you better be right at number one about Bryce Young, who I love. I love Bryce Young. I might even have Bryce Young, when all said and done, as a higher-graded prospect than where I had Justin Fields. But there are still questions here, guys. He's probably on his best day, fully stretched out, 5'11". I heard that he played at around – in the 170s, so you think of the combine, can he get up to 190, 195? Can he sniff 200? Which is, look at the list of quarterbacks drafted. Forget the first round. I'm talking drafted of guys that size. It's a massive, massive outlier. And I'm, I believe in him. I'm betting on the outlier. I think Bryce Young is great. 
you can't be wrong if you do that move. And that leads me to you got to get a massive package one way or the other. If you trade Fields and do that very, very bold move, which I, it's kind of a tough spot, a tough sell, that, that package of picks needs to be huge. And if you trade the number one pick, and I think they ultimately will personally, then that ma- that'll be a haul to build a roster around Fields, which since he's been in Chicago, he has not had anything around him. So there is already drama at the top of this draft, which is great for yes. the NFL draft it was, when all is said and done. It was so great for all of us. No, I mean, who cares? If you root for the team, it's different. But so great for all of us that Chicago – that Houston won that last game. I mean, they, they yeah. were they're going to be the number one pick. There's fourth and 17 or something in the final <laughs> seconds, down by seven, and they get it, and they get the two, if I remember right, whatever it was. Just, um, you know, sorry for Houston. It's their own fault. But a lot of, lot of different possibilities here, possible outcomes here. Who would, just to tack on this, who should the Bears take at one if they stay there and they keep fields, in your opinion? Jalen Carter from Georgia, the defensive tackle, he's special. Uh, he's really special. And you look at that position right now, you're always looking to capitalize not only on the best player in the draft, which I think he is, but you're also looking to capitalize on where can we have a unique advantage. Right now the Bears' defense at all three levels is just terrific. And when you look at Jalen Carter, I really think he can be one of those guys in this league that there's only a handful of on the interior D-line. You think of, sure, nobody's Aaron Donald, but you think of the best. Aaron Donald, Chris Jones. Jeffrey Simmons on the Titans, Quinn Williams on the Jets, uh, and there's probably one or two more guys. I would say Dexter Lawrence on the Giants. Those kinds of guys in the league that can change your defense from the inside out because they can rush the passer, they can eat double teams, they can make plays against the backfield, against the run, and they never come off the field on all three downs. That's what Jalen Carter to be. So the, should be. So if the Bears get stuck, I think he'll be the pick at number one overall. It's, it sounds like Young is, you know, at this point, there's a long way to go. Um, is is the top quarterback how many guys do you think go in the first round how about even in the top 10 um and how do you have you know the 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 top guys how many of them are there and how do you have them rated ranked i guess i should say ranked so when i look at it number one we're going to have at least four quarterbacks go in the first round and and honestly i think they go pretty comfortably around the top, we'll say, 16 picks. I think it's going to be earlier than that. Bryce Young's probably going to be the first one taken. He's a certified top three pick. C.J. Stroud will go in the top ten. Will Levis from Kentucky will go in the top ten. The wild card is Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Uh, He's really barely played. He's got all the tools in the world. He's 6'3", 230, explosive runner, can throw it a mile. He He has no polish right now. He really shouldn't play next year. He should get that you know, Jordan Love kind of treatment. He should really sit out next year, but we don't know if teams can afford that anymore. So those guys probably go in the top 16 picks, and I think at least three of the four are certified locks to go in the top eight when you look at Vegas can need a quarterback at seven. Atlanta can need a quarterback at eight. The Panthers absolutely are in on quarterbacks at nine. That was a big part of the Frank Reich hire. And when I look at them, I think Bryce is ready to play. I think he'll be an above-average quarterback in the league as long as you could keep him healthy. Stroud is a little scheme-specific because he's such a dialed-in pocket passer. He doesn't play out of structure a ton, but he's very, very good in that mold. So if you put him in a Carolina behind that ascending offensive line under Frank Reich, they've got some weapons. That's a really nice fit for him. And then Levis and Richardson are just wild cards. They, you're going to hear their names attached to guys like Josh Allen. And everybody talks about the tools, and I don't think that's fair to them. I don't think they're on that level, but – because of the tools they have, they're going to be drafted early, and there's a lot more risk taking players like that in the top 15. You know, it's interesting. Last year, 
I thought Malik Willis, because of tools, um, would, would be drafted sooner than he was, and that teams would sort of talk themselves into the, what you just said about Josh Allen. Like, we, we can gra- I, we're not we're worried about 55% completion percentage in college on maybe a lower-level team. I mean, well, Richardson was at Florida, but Kentucky in the SEC. Um, so, like, I, I wonder if teams are maybe – I don't know, shying away from that. I thought there'd be kind of a gold rush to get the toolsy guy like Allen. And I don't know, Willis, I guess, is only one example, but it did not did not go that way last year. Yeah, it's an example that going the other way. And when you look at Malik Willis, a little bit different in the sense he'd be a 23-year-old rookie that was about six feet tall. And I know people listening to that are like, well, that's really, really nitpicking. But this is what it comes down to sometimes. I mean, when you look at Anthony Richardson – He's somebody that has that pro size. He's a, he's a really powerful runner. He's got a bigger arm. Once again, 6'3", 231. He played this season as a 20-year-old. Levis is another power runner with a power arm. And I think what it comes down to, guys, ultimately is just desperation of, of the market. You look at the teams, Houston has to take a quarterback or they're fired. Colts have to take a quarterback or they're fired. Uh, the Seahawks and Lions, I don't think they'll take a quarterback in the top ten, but you can argue that both of them should be thinking mm-hmm. long, long term at some point. The Raiders at seven have to take a quarterback or sign one or they're fired. The Falcons, I'd say the same thing. The Panthers just got there in terms of the coaching staff, but they have to get a quarterback. That's just a market supply, and that's us only doing the top nine picks. That market supply really doesn't exist. We opened the show talking about Rodgers and Carr and and then it gets ugly. We talked about the top four quarterbacks going in this draft. That's how guys like Levis and Richardson get thrown into the top ten because there's just too much demand and there's not the supply for what the NFL needs. Connor, uh, maybe one more, uh, two if we have time. Bijan Robinson, it, so interesting. I mean, we know what's happened trend-wise around the NFL with running backs. So, I mean, they, they get pushed down. And when you push them down, you get to the best teams in the league. And sometimes, we saw it with Edward Hilaire, the Bills are a popular mock draft pick for this. Like, oh, well, that's they have a pretty complete roster, quarterback's all set, here's a great running back prospect. I don't know. Like, Do you think he lasts to that point, or does some team up there in the draft um, pick a running back in the first round? Like, No one is doing that in the top 20 anymore, but this guy supposedly is better than, I don't know, anybody since Saquon Barkley? Yeah, yeah, I think he's just too good. And I know the league has started to go the other way where they don't value the running back position in the first round. They don't. They try not to pay them, but he's just too good. And here's what it comes down to, guys. He could legitimately be, in my opinion, an all-pro slot receiver while playing running back. And when you have that kind of ability as a pass catcher, a three-down player, a home run hitter as a runner – a big frame, special acceleration, you deserve to go in the top 20 because you're just an all-around offensive threat. When I watch him at his best, I think of when Sean McVay got his hands on peak Todd Gurley. That's exactly what I see. And Gurley had over, I think, 4,000 all-purpose rushing and receiving yards in a two-year span. That's what B. John Robinson can be. That's how good he is. That so, Now, if he makes it to the Bills with that 27th overall pick, they should sprint in the card and just say, Okay, we see the Niners, we see the Bengals, we see the Chiefs. We're going to out-offense everybody as well. This guy's going to play in the slot for us. He's going to play running back. He's going to do all these great things for us. But I just think there's somebody in front of them that will see the superstar he is. And that could even start at New England at 14. Uh, He's just too good of a player, maybe a a player that teams trade up for. He's a special, special talent and will kind of break that no running back in the top 20 trend. 
Do you have quickly? Do you have a favorite receiver here, or even for the Bills? It could be like last year, I think, where twenty-seven might be too late for the first-round crop of receivers. What What do you have to say about that position and our team? So I think they're in the sweet spot, actually. I okay. think the wide receivers are going to have a little bit of a weight, and I like them. I don't love them, but I think if you're a Buffalo, if you're a team that's so situated at quarterback and you just need a number two, this class is perfect. Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State would be phenomenal from them right away. I think he could play. He plays inside. He could play outside. Jordan Addison on USC, who won the Blicken off for Pitt two years ago. Jalen Hyatt's the speed demon kind of guy. I think the Bills right there. Uh, at 27, one of those guys is going to fall into their lap. And I think Addison and, and Jackson Smith and Jigbar are the most pro-ready. They can come in and catch 80 passes for you in a blink. And I think the Bills have a legitimate shot at one of those guys. Connor, thanks for today. Hopefully we'll chat again here before the draft. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 